Hello, thank you for joining us um, here at the I'm Sherry podcast. Uh, today I have a very special guest. I have my mom and Becky Riggle, and I have her friend, Rhonda Eyrick, and we are going to talk today about friendship. So I'm going to have them chime in on a couple of things that um, some components on friendship and just ask them a few questions and here we go. Um, so how long have you guys been friends? <laughs> well, <laughs> we were talking about that and we've decided that it was about 30, 34, 35, 35 years, years, 35 years. That. Yeah. That's a yeah. long time. A long so time. you have a lot of insight on friendship since you've been friends for so long. Well, hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> You do. We'll find out. Yeah. So, um, how hard is it to find friendship? I, I think it's challenging. Yeah. You have to decide, you know, I think if you want to get into a relationship like that and you're going to trust somebody, and that's the biggest thing is trust. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, um, I, think it's Im I think it's important that when you're seeking out friendship that you um, find someone because you can, you can have a lot of friends, but that doesn't mean they're people that you can bear your heart to or bear your soul to. Right. And I think that's real important, the, the type of friend that you are seeking for. It's, there's, lots of, there's lots of kinds of friends. You right. so, have friends that you can go to lunch with. Yeah. Or, you know, you might go shop occasionally with or something like that. But friends that you're really going to... You can bear your soul bear to. Bear your soul to <laughs> and, and tell them some of your secrets. Or you can ask them, you know, what do you think about this? And that you wouldn't ask other people. You wouldn't want other people to really know about. That's hard. Well, I think mm -hmm. we've all experienced friendships where you have done that and they betrayed or right. they've said I remember telling somebody and it probably really wasn't even all that big of a deal but it was important to me right and the next thing I knew she spilled it out in front of a whole bunch of people and it embarrassed me sure and so yeah. it's really difficult I think yeah. sometimes to find that person who you can really trust so I think it would be safe to say that you wouldn't have a lot of friendships like what you have. Right. There's not, no. you don't have like no. 20 of them. I think, I no. think it's really special when you find, if you find more than a couple. Sure. I have, I, I have, I probably have three people that I would call that I could bear my soul to, or that I, that I know that they would back me up or I can trust them with the very most intimate things that I would want to say to them and they would, they would be fine with that. But that's all. Yeah. Probably. And so, she has more than I do. <laughs> I really would only trust Becky. Yeah. And, but for me, it's been harder because I've had, I've had more people that in my life that I didn't trust because of that very thing. Sure. So it took me a long time to even let Becky in on some of the things that you know, I knew I could trust but her. But I forged in. But she forged in. <laughs> oh, let me tell you, she sure did. Yes. And you're thankful now. <laughs> thankful now. It was a little awkward at the time, but you know. So you both are in ministry. How important do you think friendship is? It's very important in ministry. Mm -hmm. Oh, because definitely. Because you could, pastor's wives, really, when they say we're lonely, you are lonely. Mm -hmm. And when you have... Like you say, you can have friendships in the church, but you really can't have those deep friendships because they don't understand what ministry is like. Yeah. And I, you can't really talk to them about those things. 
I couldn't go to somebody and say, well, you know, Jane over here that sits on the other side of the church did this and this and this. <laughs> right. You can't do that. They don't understand that. Right. And it's important. Well, and I think, too, that it's, it's a safeguard for um, anyone who's in ministry as a pastor's wife or uh, a leader, pastor, associate pastor, whatever your title is, that you have someone that you can bounce things off of. Um, if you have um, conflict or issues that you're trying to deal with, you've got someone who relates to that, who knows what to do, or maybe they're a little bit further down the road than you. Mm -hmm. And you can go, look, I've been there. I know how to deal with this. Mm -hmm. let, me just, let me just share what happened to me. And then that way, you've got someone that can back you up or someone who can say, you know, you're being a little overboard on this. You need to back away from it. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, so kind of like a they can balance things mm -hmm. out in your life, and I think that's important. Yeah, so. I mean, even between the two of us, you've only been in ministry maybe five years more than what we right. have, but um, there's things that you know that I either haven't experienced or if if I'm going through it, you've said, "Look, it's all going to be okay. It's all going to, you know, yeah, it'll work out. Work out in the end." And and um, and that's where the trust is built up. That's where relationship. Because you know you can, I can go to her and I can say, look, so-and-so's done this or this has happened or what do I do? And um, it, it just makes it so much easier to if you can find that person in ministry that, um, and generally it should be somebody that maybe has been there a little longer than you have. Yeah, and I think it's, um, like I said, it's kind of a safeguard because you have someone that is, in the trenches with you and they know what you're walking through and they know they know the ropes and they know how things can go and so it's important that that you have somebody who can walk alongside of you and go just just help you everybody needs that yeah because life you know, life needs a village right yeah, <laughs> yeah really, Wait, it's hard it to walk through and alone you know what you get a different perspective yeah because I think sometimes you're in the middle of stuff and you can't see. Yeah. So somebody else comes in with a fresh perspective and looks at it and goes, well, why don't you look at it this way? Mm -hmm. And it makes it... A whole different... Yeah, yeah. it can put a whole new light on yeah. a situation that yeah. you thought was devastating when it's really not. Right, yeah. right. So it's pretty cool. You have to work at relation. You have to work at friendship and relationship in that friendship. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've... I've tried really hard to work at our friendship to make it something because it's important for me. I don't. I know she has other people that she can talk to, but for me, I have her. Just pretty much. You're pretty. That's pretty <laughs> scary for me. <laughs> so I want to make sure, and I think anybody needs to know this: when you're trying to build a friendship or a relationship, you need to work at being as forthright and as equitable in that relationship as the other person does right. it doesn't all depend on her and what she right. does it depends on me too to when she tells me things or when she talks to me or when she uh, we get together that I keep those confidences and mm -hmm. that I work at doing that also not just expecting well, her it, to and the thing with us is we live miles apart we live states apart right so a lot of our friendship we're together because of of who we are in, in the organization that we're in. And, and um, so we, 
we see each other often, but not we're not everyday friends. I right. Mean, we don't see you can't each other just call day. each other and say, yeah. "Hey, let's go lunch today." So yeah. sometimes I whip out my phone when I'm in Steinmart and I put it on. I go, "Hey, what do you think about this outfit?" You know, it's pretty funny. I'm just like, "Would you shop with me?" That's for how a you shop together. Through <laughs> FaceTime, yeah. we FaceTime each other. It's pretty hilarious. But um, but in in a relationship when you're not even together all the time. You know, we talk on the phone sure. or, you know, we'll send a message or whatever. But um, it's it's important that we can meet, keep that communication open. Right. And you probably do it on purpose. We do. Yes. Like there's probably. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. In, intentional. intentional. It's a good it's a good word. And it I, was harder for me probably because because Becky is far more social than mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. So in the beginning, mm-hmm. I would think about calling her and then I then my second thought would be, oh, she doesn't want me to call her. She doesn't she doesn't really want to talk to me or something. I had to really get work through that to realize that she really did want to be my friend. Right. And um it it was hard in the beginning, but I've gotten over that now and and she pocket calls me all the time and and I just call her back and go, so what did you want? (laughs) Well, it must be working. It's lasted a really long time. Okay, do you think social media has affected our ability to have true friendship? Oh, I definitely do. Mm -hmm. Because I, well, for me, because I am social and I, I like interaction, um, for someone to text me LOL is just not good enough. I really want to you hear You want to it. hear their laugh. I want to hear it. Mm-hmm. I want them to go, and this happened. <laughs> you know, and they just laugh it off. I want to hear that. That's important to me. Right. I like that. Right. Yeah. And I, I don't like, um, I, I think that things can be misread. Mm-hmm. In I agree. Lost in translation. Yeah. Yeah, I think know, so. social media. And I think it's important that... Um, that you that communication you can say some things and the inflection they can't hear the inflection in your voice Mm -hmm. so you can say some things that may come across very different than what you intended right in social media and without that constant communication you don't really get to go back and no you can't say oh i didn't mean it this way but when you're talking on the phone or in person there's a tone Right, right. Exactly. that you can understand right. with each other, yeah. and then I think there's also a misguidance a little bit, like you know we're talking about texting a little bit now, but with our Facebook and our Instagram, yeah. how it looks like we have all these friends, and <laughs> I think people are misguided in the fact that they could be standing in a the sea of people, but they're really lonely yeah. because that is not the type of interaction of true friendship. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That is exactly right. Sometimes that number is just for a lot of people and only a feel-good thing. Yes. But um, in reality, you look at that number and go, probably out of those 500 people, only maybe one or two of those people really know me. And if you put, like she says, you put stuff on Facebook or on Instagram. I've seen this myself. And I'll look at it and go, that isn't who they are. That isn't really what they meant, I don't think. But you take it a different way. I don't post stuff a whole lot just because I don't want it to be misread right, or I don't want it to right. be mistaken for being being angry or mad or something like that, which I, people do. I think, yeah. I think there's there's always good things about technology and there's always bad sure. things. And I think you just have to bring a balance to it. And for anybody who's looking for friendship, I think you have to 
um, I don't think it's going to be found necessarily like that. Right. Mm -hmm. I think you need a personal face-to-face -face type of relationship. That's that's what how a true friendship is really formed. Right. Now you can get acquainted with somebody and meet somebody and all of that, but well, I guess it, maybe I should just speak for me. That wouldn't work for me. Yeah. So yeah. No, I, I think you're it. right, Becky, because I think true friendships are made uh, on on the basis of being next to one another or being in proximity with one another or talking to people on the phone. We wouldn't have the relationship we do if we just tried to do it through social media. No, it wouldn't have happened. So. Yeah, I did. I was um, I did a speaking engagement and I talked about intimacy with relationships mm -hmm. and one of the things I did a study on it and it was I I literally took all the time I was on Facebook mm -hmm. and that meant my posting my viewing my how many you know to go back see if they liked it all that kind of stuff and literally added it all up and by the end if I took all of that whole month I realized I could have lunch with one person for two hours each week wow that's, That's how much cool. time my mm. Facebook took up, yeah. you know, of, of me just being on this, this thing that I don't yeah. even see these people, you know, I right. just, I interact in a very broad way, but that intimacy with someone sitting at a table is so much more valuable, oh, yeah. I guess. Yeah, much, yes. much, and much, so yeah. I kind of calculated that out just to kind of see, because obviously before Facebook, we didn't that's we what didn't. we did that's what yes, we did exactly that's how we built that's how we yeah, that's how we communicated now facebook's fun to keep up with it things is. and to see what people are doing and all that kind of stuff but if you're talking about friendship and um a a um meaningful relationship i think you have to it has to go a step further than right that. yeah mm -hmm. because those people on on facebook i know for myself that if uh, in the midst of tragedy I wouldn't have, if her and I only had right. a Facebook relationship, I wouldn't have called her in the middle of the night saying, right. look, look, this has happened, this right. has happened, and, mm -hmm. and yeah. I need I you need to pray. You. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. How would you encourage um, someone maybe who looks at their situation right now, maybe they just, they, they don't have a friendship like what we've described. How would you encourage them to find that? I think... I think, number one, I would start praying about it. Mm -hmm. I would say, Lord, I need a friend. I need mm -hmm. someone who um, will spend the time and put in the equity it takes mm -hmm. to make friendship. And I would start, first of all, I'd start there. I'd say, God, I, I, need, I need someone to just to be able to bear, talk about things and to bear my soul to, other than you, which is always the first person right. you go to. But... Um, but I think um, I would start there mm -hmm. with praying about it. And then I would just start looking around and start seeking out. Maybe there's a women's Bible study or maybe there's, you know, a group of women that get together that you could uh, begin to start hearing and listening to conversation and just start finding out maybe we have something in common. Right. And then you start on that road and see how that goes. Yeah. I think after... After you pray about it, I think the Lord puts you in proximity with people that you will naturally fit with, mm -hmm. and you'll find those yeah. commonalities with and those things that that uh, you can say you're comfortable with, you know. Right. And and you watch them. Are they trustworthy? 
Well, and, and the, the Bible says to show yourself friendly. Yeah. Uh, if you want to have friends, show yourself right. friendly. So you can't always wait for, if you're shy, it's hard sometimes, but you can't always wait for someone to come to you. You have to reach out. Right. And, and make yourself available. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then God opens up opportunities. See, like see well, Becky goes. just threw herself right out there and <laughs> <laughs> I just had to go, okay. <laughs> Because that was kind of the situation with y'all, right? It was, right. because it, that that wasn't who I was, because I had been burnt several times with mm-hmm. people. So I just figured, you know what, um, I'm good on my own, and if this is what God has meant for me, then that, I'm okay with that. I'll be okay with that. But um, the very first time I spent, we spent at Steve and Becky's house, <laughs> and the guys went to a board meeting, and... I was asleep, Becky come knocking at my door, and I got up and stood at the door and thinking, oh my gosh, I must look a mess, <laughs> and we stood and talked. I bet we talked for 30 minutes just standing at the door. Finally, she says, you know what, let's just get in bed together and we'll just talk, and go." To... And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it scared me to death, but I, I didn't want to say no because she's the president's wife, so it's like, well... Okay. <laughs> so, so, so we just sat on the bed and we just started talking. talking and, and, yeah. And and from then on, you know, it was like, okay, I, I think I can do down. this. She started to break me down. Yeah. And it's kind of cool how just from coming from different backgrounds mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, just the way that you were able to unite that way. If you'll open yourself up sometimes that. Well, and the Lord puts people together. It's it's almost like a marriage relationship where he almost puts opposites together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in this case, it it really was because I'm the more quiet one. I'm the more reserved one, probably, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even understand that. And, and Becky's far more communicative and, mm-hmm. and outgoing than I am. But she's pulled that out of me right. in a good way. And, and I'm grateful for that because... Yeah. There's a lot of instances that I needed that, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have been able to if I hadn't had relationship yeah. with her. And so the Lord knows what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, and then for her, she she has so many great gifts and talents that I don't have a clue about. And so it's really <laughs> been fun just to um, to watch her as in our relationship just as friends. She's come out a lot, but then she's just really taught me a lot about, mm-hmm. you know, listening and being able just to sit and mm-hmm. and listen to her and not always be the talkative one, right. but to be able to be quiet mm-hmm. and hear her heart. Right. So that's that's really been good for me too, which is necessary. Yeah, in, in our relationship, because you have to do both. You do, you do. You can't be the one that you know always controls the the conversation right right okay so any closing thoughts on friendship any encouragement any last words or i think that you if you were just talking to someone and you were just gonna give them the best advice you could on friendship what would that look like it's the best (laughs) it's the best you really haven't lived until you've had a really good solid friendship yeah. And it's very, um, it's encouraging, it's fun, and um, it's fulfilling. Fulfilling. Yeah. That's a good I word. would just say be willing to take a risk. And, I love that. And find someone that you 
pray about it, find someone that fits into what you're doing, and um, go for it. Because I know for myself, if I hadn't taken that risk, I still would be without that good friend. And I'm glad I did. So there you have it. Go out there, find yourself some friends, and enjoy life together. Um, you can get more information at imsherry.com, and we will see you at the next podcast.